You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Epic Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Matthew Pope, and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you introducing our show, our mission, and our participants. The name EPIC is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or our podcast on iTunes. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about things that you face and that affect your life. Today's topic is living your faith in non-religious settings. Okay, so let's introduce our participants today. As was said before, I'm Matthew Pope, and joining me today is... Hi, I'm Gloria DeMora. I'm Blair Seelinger. Hi, I'm Miriam Bethencourt. I'm Andrew Nichols. And I'm Sean Cayley. So I think today's topic was actually sent in by listeners. Um, how to live your faith in a non-religious setting. All right, so I guess to start it off, uh, well, uh, I go to a uh, charter school in Wake Forest. And uh, in, in there, uh, there are a lot of, uh, uh, not everybody there is Catholic. So um, the majority uh, of people that I've seen, the great grand scheme uh, religion there uh, is Baptist oriented and uh, th- there are other religions like and some people a lot of people identify as a uh, non uh, dominant denominational Christians and so but the, the thing I find in uh, all, all the faiths uh, uh, surrounding me in the school and then also in uh, general public is just a lack of faith because in engaging in conversations with uh, certain individuals, uh, I, I just tend to see that uh, there's like, oh yeah, I believe in this, and but trails off. But um, some some people are stronger in their faith, but it's kind of like a lack of faith, and and it is seen across the board uh, for like pretty much every religion has a good portion currently that's just not strong in their faith. Which, it's really sad because people just don't have that drive to talk about the truth. And I really would like to have conversations with people that, that alright, let, let's sit down, let's really figure out what the truth is. And, yeah. And I know, Drew, you also attend public school. Is that something that you see a lot in your day-to-day? Yeah, it's just kind of like mediocre, like religion is not brought up at all. It doesn't come up very often. I mean, it will come up in like history classes or anything, but it's just kind of briefly skimmed over. Um, 
surprising at my school there's always like a lot more Catholics than I would personally think a lot of them happen to go like to my church and stuff or they'll be going to like one of the closer ones but a lot of the times I honestly didn't know about this and I've been there for like two years so it's it's a lot of religion wise it's very toned down me personally I'm not that kind of person I'm very open about it I had a conversation just today about like why I don't swear and like so it's I'm, I'm more open about it but some people are a little more uh quieter I guess would be the word to use and I think you can still live out your faith even if you're a quiet person um I know Miriam you were talking about different ways that you you do that day yeah day. yeah a lot of um a lot of ways, there's a lot of ways you can do that. Um, just saying a silent prayer to yourself, just knowing what you're ordered towards. Um, a lot of times, you can just offer whatever you're doing to God. Like, if you're in class and you're like, I really do not want to study physics right now. Like, this is really hard and I don't understand anything. Just be like, okay, I'll, I'll do my best and I'll do it for you. And even if everyone else, like no one... No one agrees with what you believe in and what you know is true. You are still living that out by offering to him everything that you do. And I think also just being an example through the way you present yourself and through the way you interact with people at school could really be a testament to your faith without necessarily uttering, I believe in God or I'm Catholic or I'm Baptist. I think that that's really important because um, my friends actually had a camp this week and all of these kids, like, they really don't know God, they really don't know Jesus, they really don't have a religion, period. Um, and so, like, I was talking to her about this and I was like, well, it's great that you really want to, like, tell these kids about God, that you really want to, like, reach out to them that way, but sometimes it's better not to, like, use words but to use your actions because people get curious of, like, why is that person so happy all the time? Why are they always like, oh, I'm just so excited to start the day. Why are they, are they hyper? What, what's going on in their life? Like, even when they're down, they still are smiling. Like, there's something about that person. And just being kind, being a good Christian or being a good Catholic doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm going to go and, like, put the Bible in your face and tell you this is what I believe. No, it's, sure, you need to defend your faith when, you know, necessary, but the same time it's about like being invitational and about being inviting and and being you know the person you're supposed to be yeah actually there was I have one story um my sister in college um in college of course you're gonna find a lot of people that really do not agree with you um and openly say so um but there was she was in a circle of friends and one of one of the friends said does anybody here pray and like she had other catholic friends in the circle but no one said anything and she was like hey i pray yeah i believe in god i pray and everyone thought that he was gonna be like oh yeah you pray but he was like my brother's going through a really hard time can you please pray for him and everyone and she's like of course and everyone was in the circle was like oh okay i should have raised my hand um so a lot of times people sometimes if you live out your faith people will maybe mock you for it but Sometimes people are really looking for those people and will really appreciate to have someone there that actually truthfully uh, believes in what they believes in what they profess and lives it out in their daily life. I think that's so <clears throat> pertinent because uh, just because you go 
to a religious institution or a Catholic college or, or whatever Christian denomination it may be, you're not necessarily going to find those that, like you said, agree with you, but also you're not going to find true believers. You know, you're going to find those that are on the on the cups of like, I'm not sure if I believe, and now I'm at college, and now I'm challenged, and I don't know if I, uh, if being faithful actually gets me anywhere, or you know, if this is really what I want, or what I, I raised up in this family, and I was taught this, but do I really want to, you know, follow this? Am I going to continue to trust in this? And I, I encountered some of that even at Belmont Abbey, and, and not to give it a bad name at all, but I encountered some that just were we considered, you know, uh, non-religious. They just or, you know, uh, were kind of um, disinterested almost. They didn't really care about faith. They just came on scholarship. They came to play sports, lacrosse maybe or something. Uh, and the great thing about Belmont Abbey, though, is that faith's all around you. And so even though they weren't interested, they were still curious. You know, they were wondering what all these images of, of uh, Jesus were doing. What, what does this mean? And, and you know, it was always a reminder and of course, they had many friends also that were were Christian, that were religious, that were Catholic, yeah. and yeah. so some of those things. And even in the in the environment of um, Christianity itself, that's helpful. You know, even when you don't have to say anything to them, because it's all around them. You know, and that, I think that's kind of that unspoken gospel almost. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, another story. Um, I like telling stories because it really shows that what we're saying actually happens in real life. Um, but my mom had one of her best friends from high school married a an atheist. He did not believe in God. And he said, he told his wife, um, he said, if the Catholics really believed that God was in the tabernacle, then I don't understand why everyone isn't going to visit him right now. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't believe in the faith. Um, after a few years of marriage, he converted because he said that one person, through his wife, he saw that she believed, firmly believed, actually believed that he was in the tabernacle. And through that one person that believed in God, in the tabernacle, he converted. So even if, like, just live out your faith. Like, even if you think it's going to be hard, I mean... It's better when it's hard because it just makes you firmer and um, makes you believe it even more. So, well, you know, I think I can really relate to that because, and I think a lot of people relate to this. Like when you go to college, and for all of you listening who are planning to go to college in the fall, it can be very hard to be strong in your faith and to continue to have a strong faith life. And that's something that I really struggled with while I was at school my first couple years. And so it's important to have those friends or have that community to help you when you're questioning things because it is natural to question your faith, especially if it's the only thing you've grown up with and the only thing you know. But for me, you know, in the end, it was a community that I found, um, which was actually non-Catholic, but they kept me close to Christ. And then I found a Catholic community that really brought me back home um, to the beauty of the sacraments and all of that. And I think that I'm just very thankful that I had these friends and uh, this group of people that truly loved me and truly wanted me to have a relationship with Christ no matter what denomination. And hopefully you listening can be that for someone. And even if that's, you know, you don't start out at that place, 
you know, maybe eventually you can be that for someone too, or somebody can lead you back, but um, that was just something that I think it is natural to come away sometimes from your faith and hopefully to be brought back. Yeah, I, was th- <laughs> I have a story as well. And it's uh, Father Tony DeCandia, and he was giving a, a homily one evening, and he said, he came off the altar, and he's just like, you know, he's like, um, do you ever wonder why people think that Catholics aren't Christians? And he's like, look around. Y'all all look so sad. Y'all look so unhappy. <laughs> you're, so, you're so sad. And he's like, but if you knew, if you knew, just like as you were saying, Miriam, if you knew what was in that tabernacle and you really believed, you'd be the most joyful of all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important because when you were mentioning Blair, about coming back, I'm sure that was joyful. That was it, was it was celebratory, right? It was. It was like coming home and rediscovering this thing that I had been exposed to my entire life, but seeing it in a completely different light. I mean, it was just a 180. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. So that train up a child, and then the way that she go, and they'll never leave it. And they come back eventually, right? And I think that's really important is to not despair when you're going through that time as you were saying questioning. Yeah, so you never know when you're going to be helping somebody like that, when you're going to be just by sitting there like smiling at the tabernacle because you know God's in there. Um, when somebody walks by and like, wow, she really believes that God is in there. And then suddenly, change of heart. Whoa, conversion. Um, so you never know when you're going to be living out your faith, how that is affecting somebody and it's going to be hard, especially now. It's really hard or really hard to get people to listen to you and not tell them, oh, well, that's your opinion. I'll keep my opinion of myself. Just yeah. um, live out your faith because you never know who's you're going to help by that. I think you have to be patient, too. Like what you were saying, like people have so much of like, oh, this is my what you believe is yours, what I believe is mine. I think it's important to be patient with people. Like they're not going to be open right off the bat like you have to be patient you have to pray for them you have to kind of walk with them even if like you aren't talking like on a daily basis just being around them like you said maybe going to school just smiling at them waving at them making known that you care about them is important so some of the things we talked about today are um you know living out your faith through action we spoke a lot about that and also through words and what you do. Are there any other things that we want to give our listeners um, tips before we wrap up? Yeah, I would like to say that uh, in, in school, I always carry, or everywhere I go, I always carry a rosary. So whenever I'm walking through the halls or when I'm just not speaking to somebody or right before a test, I usually say like a decade of the rosary or just like go through the rosary if you're on a walk. And uh, having that out in your hands really gets people curious. It's like, what is he holding? <laughs> and it's like, what is that? And, and, it, and it also uh, it starts engagement in uh, another conversation, which is pretty awesome. Be sure to send us your questions and comments uh, at epicdmr.org. Um, we look forward to having more questions from listeners. So thank you for our uh, question today. Um, so let's close in prayer. Matthew? Yeah. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, give us a uh, spirit of courage. Uh, even this week, uh, Father, we pray that you would just empower us, Lord, to tell others, even if it's not using words, but just action of who you are, uh, of being representatives of you, and, um, and spreading 
the joy and the charity that you give of knowing you and, and bringing others to your name. And so we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Saint Dominic Xavier. Pray for us. In the name of the Father. You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support.